What's up? What's up? Welcome to Move Fast Lift Heavy Podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, co-host of MFLH Pod. Thanks again for tuning in. If you're a first-time listener, please rate, subscribe, leave a comment, double tap, swipe up, write a letter to your friends, and tell them that MFLH Pod is the hottest CrossFit podcast on planet Earth. Uh, as always, make sure you check out Move Fast Lift Heavy uh, training program online. That's headed up by none other than Christian Harris. You can train with CH, a.k.a. do exactly what the man does on a daily basis. We're offering a seven-day free trial. So if you want to hook that up, you can go to movefastlifthevy.com. You can go to mflhtrain.com. You can go to at movefastlifthevy on the gram. You can do all the things. Find it. Get your seven-day free trial. If you decide to join on with us, you'll get yourself a free t-shirt everyone loves himself some swag so sign up for mflh train and uh yeah start training with the best of us i was a nobody people if you're watching on youtube you can see my shiny metal here i was a nobody people about four or five months ago but i've gone from zero to hero because of christian harris and his online training so if you want to get up on that podium listen i'm two for two recently moved to miami this was not a competition with just fellow americans this was international we had bros from brazil we had bros from venezuela i contended with the best of them so shout out to ch can't wait to bring him on let's do it right now christian harris well first off our guest just came off of rome for about two months he said i've been to italy twice and the roman statues there they're always known for their gigantic calves amazing uh washboard stomach and this man this host this phenomenon christian harris puts these roman statues calves to shame he trims his hairs so he makes sure every striation and definition of his calf is just illuminating to the public while he's out there <laughs> i see him in the background just losing it let's bring him on christian harris six foot two 203 pounds fighting out of their green corner <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yo christian that was, in that was incredible bro <laughs> yo you competed at the planet games uh this past summer right i did and you got on the podium right we got on the podium uh we were second and um i'm a little jealous i see uh you got some hardware over there and yo i got, got more nothing got nothing to show for it Bro, I got more swag than you got. I got more stuff at a local competition than you got at the Granite Games. Granite Games, where are you at? The only thing I saw yeah. that someone got on the Granite Games was a baby. Someone was holding a baby up on the podium. I think it was like uh, T-Rex Paulson's kid or something. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, you jealous? Little, you jealous, bro? A little upset. A little upset jealous? about that, yeah. I'm pretty got, jealous. I gotta got to say got jack squat from the granite games <laughs> they, they freaking they freaking short-ended you like none other that's a nice piece though yeah yeah they uh their gym's called driving force crossfit so for the past four years they um they kind of do like a stores theme and they have this competition called the force wars and they've been doing it for four years now sweet <clears throat> well it's uh, a testament yeah. to your hard work on the program bro Hey, yeah, the, it only works if you work, right? So thanks for uh, facilitating it's the true. program. But 
I've been putting in that time. What's uh what's up for um, our next apparel drop before we bring in our guest? What do we have coming up? Uh, we just did this uh the shirt that I'm wearing right now. It's Veterans Day. Um, the support. Thank you for your support. Um, so happy Veterans Day to all the servicemen and women out there who have made the the sacrifices to allow us the freedoms that we have in this country. Um, so thank you guys for doing that. I took on Chad 1000 this morning. Wasn't going to do that with uh, the way the program has been going. Very heavy emphasis on the legs. So probably be regretting that tomorrow. But for today, I don't. And I uh, just wanted to honor our servicemen and women. So did that work out? I had a program at the gym. Everybody's getting after. It was a good time today. Cool. And we got the thankful drop or the Thanksgiving one coming up too? Yep. We have our thankful collection coming very soon, um, as well as our fitness and fellowship drop. Uh, both of those will be coming out within the next two to three weeks. All right. Go to Instagram at MoveFastLiftHeavy. Make sure you set your reminders because that stuff flies off the shelves, people. All right. You ready to bring on our guest? Yeah. Our next guest, I had the pleasure to uh, be interviewed on his podcast during the CrossFit Games. Um, for most of you that are within the CrossFit community, I mean, you guys are subscribed. You guys. Make sure you make sure you, make sure you give me the layup here because I want to I'm going to co intro with you on the co intro. So give me the layup. Make sure you <laughs> you, you uh, alley -oop me. Make sure you alley -oop me. Set yeah, me up. for sure. For sure. Tee it up for me. Um, Tee it up. They're, they're bringing you guys news every day. Um, I think Joe can speak a little bit more to that. All right. So news every day. He's been meditating over pasta for the past two months in Rome. This is a man who has actually a background in politics, uh, served some time out in Washington, D.C. I hope we don't touch politics with a 10-foot pole today because I don't want to dip my toe into that water. But he's got a little background in that. He also just is in bed, head on the pillow, staring at the ceiling, thinking of what CrossFit statistic has not been touched out there that he could just highlight to the masses. He also just came out with a who's who of CrossFit podcast lists that we weren't noted on, but we won't hold it against him. Hopefully he has a good enough time on this podcast where he'll add us to the list. But this is a man who is a founder He's an entrepreneur. He's a journalist. He's a mountain climber. He's chronically hungry, he says, and he occasionally puts words down on paper. Fellow Paisan, fellow Italiano, Justino Vincenzo Rofranco. Hey, guys. <laughs> Man, I, um, I, didn't, I didn't realize Welcome you guys to weren't on the podcast list. That's a, that's a savage dig. You know, we we actually uh, are that's savagery our team, right there. Our 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 team at Move Fast Lift Heavy, we had a really good laugh about it. We were uh, on a text thread preparing for this uh, interview. Today. It was yesterday, I think, and and the article dropped, and we're like, oh, you know, that's 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 ironic, you know, that we're not on the list, and Justin's coming on the podcast the wow. next day. Wow, I uh, that's funny. Um, so I, number one, I didn't put together the list, but uh, I did review it and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna eat those. Uh, I'm gonna eat that. Those words. <laughs> so, if you're listening live right now and you are in the comment section, please feel free to leave Justin a, a very nice remark. 
blows me away. <laughs> I I don't even I don't really have an explanation for that one. So I'm just gonna no, have to no. go after this and fix it. Obviously. Now we're we're teasing, and that's a testament to how successful you've been. Where it's not a one it's not a one man show. You got a lot of people um, no. that are on board with you. But let's rewind. Let's go back to like. When did you uh, have the epiphany that, hey, I think the CrossFit community needs some type of daily uh, email blast or some type of news source? How did this all come to fruition? Um, so you, like, like you said in the intro, I was a uh, product of politics. I, uh, I started my career in Washington, D.C., worked uh, seven years in, in professional politics, um, got out of it. Uh, I was working on a presidential campaign and I just said, you know, after it folded, I said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm done with politics. I want to go on and take the skill set and apply it to something else. Um, so I moved back to California. I was 29, moved in with my parents, super successful, uh, life choice. Um, and we have these kind of morning newsletters every day that, um, start the morning. They just aggregate and, bring together, um, these are all the major things that are happening in politics in Washington, D.C., and these are the things you need to know going into your first meeting. And I was like, well, that's kind of a cool concept, and um, I've been reading them for years, uh, literally seven days a week, open my phone in the morning, and the first thing I read was something like Politico's Playbook or another tip sheet that's uh, really similar. And I decided I was going to make that for CrossFit and just bring together all the disparate parts of this global community and put it all together in one easy-to-read, five-minute daily um you know, a newsletter that, that came out, uh, well, then it was seven days a week. And then we, I quickly moved it down to five because seven was absolute insanity. And, um, and then that's where we are today. So that's, that's, that's the 30 second version. When, when you started it, did you have the initial intention that like, this is going to blow up or did you, yes or no? No, no. I, I always believed it had legs, but when you go into an industry and you do something for the first time, you're not really sure. Um, number one, what, how big it could get um, to a certain extent. It's hard to understand that um, in CrossFit because CrossFit numerically is pretty hard to um, quantify. You know, you have X number of gyms that, you know, back then CrossFit was barely even publishing, you know, the, the total aggregate list of, of gym data. Um, and then from there, you still can't even today answer how many CrossFitters are worldwide. So um, it was hard to quantify that and to, to get an estimate of that. You really, the only metric to quantify that is like how many people follow CrossFit on Facebook or Instagram. Um, that gives you a recent gauge, a real relative gauge of what your audience size is going to be. So the short answer is no, I didn't really know how big it was going to get. Um, I just knew it was cool and I thought it would be super useful and people started reading it and they continued reading it. And I was like, that's great. And I think I can turn this into a business. And, um, you know, it wasn't until 2018 after the 2018 games when, uh, Glassman called me and said, Hey, uh, yo, we're doing a lot of, we're going to do a lot of changes and stuff. And I was like, okay, well, hold on a second. Let me get my paper out. And let me just start writing some of these things down that, that we became a force for breaking news and actually a force for leading the news cycle and, and being, you know, the tip of the spear in that element. So up until that point, we were mostly just, um, reporting on the backs of, um, other people's work and taking podcasts or taking videos or taking stories that have been written and then, and then, and then adding more to them and then serving them up to our audience. Yeah. Sure, I think sure. it's interesting. Um, you've actually, I'd say within the past two years, it's almost like you've pushed, in my opinion, CrossFit in a sense to get more information out there in, in a more timely matter. Like that article that you just put out there about, um, you know, the upcoming game season, yeah. You said in the article that they would typically 
have the information either at the start or even during the season, things would get released. So it's it's interesting to see how you've kind of like pushed them to almost better themselves um, from an information standpoint for, for yeah. us athletes. Yeah, you look at like what's the role of you know they call they call the the press sort of the fourth branch of government um, in in a certain sense because um, you know to a certain extent they don't really give a damn they don't work for anybody except except their readers and 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 you know the American people I guess broadly speaking um, so when I look at our role inside of revealing information or getting things out there there's an entire ecosystem you guys are included in this that actually benefit from the ability to plan out a season long ahead of time. The fact that CrossFit in their 15th season, they're now entering their 16th season, uh, up until now, couldn't get that done is not a reflection of whether or not the community is in and of itself prepared for the information. It's everything to do with them not releasing it or not getting it done in time. Um, so the push to include more information that is valuable and relevant to the individuals who work in the industry is fundamentally a, uh, a basic question. And it's a, it's, it's, it is actually fantastic that they're getting it in this early because, you know, Things like planning, I mean, uh, Christian, you're a competitive athlete. Things like planning your season trajectory matters. And you don't start that in January. You start that right now. You're having off season. You're discussing that with your coach and with your training partners and with your team. And so that's a good example. Another good example is things like who's tested positive for uh, a performance enhancing drug over the last four years and currently serving a sanction. You know, we were the first to ever release a comprehensive report. Two weeks later, CrossFit releases their first report comprehensively. And then... A week after that, uh, another media organization book called Box Rocks, they released one. Um, so when you look at like, what are the, what are the benefits of doing that? Um, they are asking more of the governing body of CrossFit. They're asking more and we're asking the same questions, but we have a large enough platform, hopefully, to influence their decision whether to do it or not to do it. And in these two examples, I think that's the case. Yeah, and I think you guys have done a great job. It's something that I check on a daily basis. Um, I go to your page all the time just to check the pulse of, of what's going on within the community. So you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. On the money side as well, <laughs> you kind of put the pressure on CrossFit where it's like, Hey, this is, uh, this is the revenue that's coming in and this is only what's going out. And this is how it compares to rogue and Dubai and yada, yada. Yeah. And now you've seen a real push from the community to say, Hey, if this is a freaking pro sport then let's start paying it out like it is yeah i think that's a good another good example i think money is an area where you look at the payout structure of the games or rather you look at the earnings potential of the crossfit game season i'll give you a very good example alexander corona ended up paying out paying out about 640 650 i think total negative for the entire season he's the only crossfit games athlete that made exactly zero money um, individual athlete who made zero money because he qualified through last chance qualifier where you earn no prize purse at all. And so you have an individual who, let's just say, won 20 point workout 21.5. Well, that person gets out $2,015, making more than a guy who finished, I think, uh, 20 something at the CrossFit Games. And you're, if you finish after 20th place, you get zero money unless if you get first, second, or third in an individual event. So how does that make any sense from a professional sports stand, uh, standpoint? I think if you ask a very, very direct question to, you know, Eric or Dave and say, well, how are we going to increase the professionalization of the sport when you have individual athletes making less money at the CrossFit Games than individuals who just win one event at the CrossFit Open? Seems a bit um, uncharacteristic. And in contrast to Rogue, where you have every single athlete getting paid out, you don't have a registration fee. 
they're taking they're 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 taking into travel considerations to ensure that athletes are paying significantly out of pocket so that they show up prepared and ready to compete and put on a good show. Sports is entertainment at the end of the day. And when we're paying professionals to provide entertainment to the crowd, I think that um, we're going to start seeing a broader application of um, uh, fans coming from outside of just the CrossFit community that can ultimately bring more money and revenue into CrossFit in general. Yeah. If I can make a request, if I can make a request, sure. I, I just talked, uh, we just talked, Christian and I know Olson uh, last week and another part of the evolution of CrossFit as a professional sport is CrossFitters have been ingrained with this attitude of like, you're always going to be dinged up. You're always going to be injured. And if you talk about it, you're just making excuses. And it's just like this, you know, easy way out. When in reality, when you watch the NFL, when you watch NBA, yada, yada, there's injury reports. You get the updates of like, hey, what are these players going through? What are the chances that they're competing? Why are they finishing 15th this year when they finish second, you know, so on and so forth? Do you think there's an opportunity where somehow you can start accumulating some type of uh, per competition injury report? Um, you know, athletes have typically been a little gun shy on revealing injuries um, for various different reasons. I think that, um, you know, they like to operate under a less uh, information is better, um, not giving any competitive advantages to their competitors. Um, I don't personally, I don't necessarily buy into that, but um, they've, they've, they've asked us to be a little bit more hush hush when it comes to talking about the, uh, you know, injuries that they have. So, you know, uh, especially in competition, now post competition, um, they're a little bit more open about that, but it usually takes a couple of weeks. And so it's kind of like to what end and to what, uh, um, if we were to go and do the legwork of aggregating the amount of injuries that come out of the CrossFit games itself, um, to what end would that information provide value to the community at large, given the amount of effort it would take to track down 40 uh, men and 40 women's injuries? Cause you're kind of like all half of them are a little banged up a little bit, you know, to a certain extent. Sure, right? so, you know, yeah. 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 You know, other than a medical withdrawal. And then when we try to, we try to reveal medical withdrawals, like what was the extent of the withdrawals? So you have like Sean Sweeney withdrawing because he had a, um, an allergy, uh, a flare up of, of an allergy attack. You had um, Danny Spiegel because of, a, of an ankle injury, um, uh, Sam Stewart because of his shoulder. Um, so you have examples of that where when it happens in game, we try to alert the community and give them um, uh, an understanding because sometimes CrossFit doesn't do that. Sure. Right. All valid points. I could see both sides of the equation there, um, especially as a competitor. Now that now that we're actually talking about it and thinking about it, yeah, maybe like if I don't know, my my back was like kind of blown up. I wouldn't want anyone else really knowing that, you know. So, uh, I got a question. Another question for you, uh, Justin. What on the back end? You know, a lot of people just see what you put out there oh there's the email and there's the social media posts there's the podcast right. what does it take behind the scenes to actually make let's just say one day of morning just <laughs> one day just the email the social yeah. media what does that take how many people like what's what's this look like oh man so it depends on the day so like john sweeney just you know he's retiring so we just dropped a story about that he did an interview with us um a couple of weeks ago um so that obviously is a, a conversation that's driving the news cycle right now and we just published that story maybe 60 minutes ago we already had it teed up so a lot of times or sometimes we have things in information ahead of time sometimes it just comes to us like right right then and um you know i talked to the writing staff and like hey who who you know uh, there's obviously certain writers have 
um, beats that they focus on. And it's like, we go to those people first, but like, Hey, do you have got time to jump on something? We need this like 60 minutes. We got to go. Um, and then in other times it's, um, we're, we're fully planned out. So like for, for tomorrow's newsletter, uh, we're going to be publishing somewhere between three and four different stories. We always publish our stories in the newsletter first, and then they go up on the site unless it's breaking news. And, um, so we have multiple, uh, writer and staff calls every single, um, week and we touch base. We go through the Rolodex of different stories, uh, putting people in touch with the right sources to get more information on those stories and kind of manage a newsroom process. It looks like that uh with the broader staff there's about eight people on that call um and i leave that call and uh, um three times weekly sometimes a little bit more or individually uh depending on what the story is and how involved i need to be um it's a pretty involved organization though um you know i've i've built this team of writers based off of one basic principle it's just that i'm going to assemble the individuals who can a write well but b um have um, knowledge and contacts in key areas across crossfit and so we talk to, in fact, more people in important areas of CrossFit than CrossFit does every single day. We're on the phone with them. We're in text chains with them. We have relationships with them. We've been to their events or we've been to their houses and we've assembled a team, broadly speaking, that represents the smartest people in the room so that we can get down to the story of what's actually happening and who's talking to who and who's going where, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and um, that's why we've been able to be successful. It's because the staff that makes up the morning chalk up is in fact, um a collection of the smartest people in crossfit and that's uh you know we've got some people that used to work for crossfit you know obviously tommy marquez emily beers who wrote for the crossfit journal for seven years we got people with journalism experience from uh from uh, news media organizations and researchers and uh, people that love numbers and people that love community stories we have a food critic that used to work for the pittsburgh gazette um you know to focus more on community elements and food related elements which we're gonna have some stuff on that so um, it's a, it's a unique, um, it's a unique process. It's a fun process. We move really fast. Um, and we just have a, we just have a killer time every single day talking about something that we love, which is CrossFit. Nice. And you could attest your ability to kind of corral this team and, and put this operation together from your past experience at, in Washington, oh, yeah. DC. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh man. Um, you know, I, I say this to a lot of people that decide to go into politics. I'm like, even if you don't love it at the end of the day, right. You just say, Hey, this career is not for me. And you don't even make it four or five years. And most people don't make it four or five years. Um, it's usually like a two or three year burnout rate, you know, and then after you get to like the five to seven, you're almost kind of in that lifer phase. And then if you go beyond seven, you're, you really are a lifer. Even if you don't stay for a very long time, you're going to learn some very, very good lessons about working with a team that, that, that moves with exactitude that, that executes error-free baseball on a daily basis at a very high speed and a high pace. You know, Christian, you're a competitive athlete. You go work with competitive athletes that are better than you, that are fitter than you, or that better at, better than you at certain things, you begin to learn from them. You know, I played sports growing up. My dad always said when I was in middle school, he was like, hey, you want to play varsity basketball when you're a freshman? You better start playing with varsity basketball players today. You're eighth grade, yeah. you know, ninth grade. You want to go into ninth grade? You want to get off the freshman team, the JV team? Well, better play with varsity players because you need to rise to the level of play. And in in professional industries, and politics is one of them, I think finance or high high finance or Wall Street finance is another one with super high pressure. You learn to deal with pressure. You learn to, you know, to to study and hone your skills so that when you show up to play, you're ready to execute at speed and at pace. And you're able to do that with precision and force. And so those are the skill sets that I learned working in politics that transfer to anything. It doesn't matter what you do. Learning how to be a good writer doesn't mean you have to be a reporter. 
Sure. This doesn't mean and communicating yeah. and speaking and, and figuring out how to move on the fly and adjust when things don't go according to plan. Right. Yeah, Christian, absolutely. Uh, well, wrap up. I think, uh, yeah. Speaking of pr- pressure, let's put him on the hot seat and let this man be on his way. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Let's do it. Game time. All right, Justin. So I have a few questions, super quick, short form answer. Um, first thing that comes to your mind, would you rather move fast or lift heavy? Oh, fast. Coffee or pre-workout? Coffee. Current favorite sneaker? Oh, Nano X1 Adventure. Nice. Favorite brunch food? Ooh, breakfast burrito. Nice. <laughs> um, if you had to pick one exercise for the rest of your life? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> uh, squat cleans. All right. That's all I got for you. Wow. That was the least you aced thing it. I did. I think I see the possibility because I'm like not a super strong dude. So I don't know why I picked squackling, but maybe maybe because I like challenges. You get some good bang for your buck. You get good bang for your buck there. Yeah, 135 pound squacklings for the rest of my life. That sounds like absolute death. <laughs> <laughs> every wad, every wad is twenty one fifteen nine squacklings and something else. And you're like, boy, I, I really picked the wrong. I, I also wrong really like there. the without hesitation breakfast burrito, just like Bam, there it was. Uh, yeah. I'm from Southern California where I feel like the breakfast burrito was founded, though I'm not entirely sure that's the truth. Um, and I don't think there's anything better than like a small child size, like the size of a child on a plate. And you're like, with, like <laughs> spicy salsa, some guac, some sour cream, and you just go into town. Just, All like, of it. You and the burrito. And you're just, you're in this flow. Yeah, man, that's All that's, right. a, that's a that's a very intimate relationship with my burrito. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, Justin, we appreciate thank you for your time, man. We, we appreciate. Yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for your time. Uh, go work wow. on this list for us. Tell John Newby that uh, the boys at MFLH <laughs> had something to say about his article um, because there's oh, there's man. a major there's a major error there's, there's an asterisk gap. that you need to you need to add to that. Maybe Is change it? the head. Maybe change the heading. The definite list of the CrossFit community. List? Po- Hold on. The definitive list of CrossFit Community Podcasts that ranks second to move fast, lift heavy. I think that's the new title. <laughs> uh, you guys got it, man. The first order of business is, is uh, messaging uh, the team and getting, that, getting the record corrected. I, I guarantee you. I appreciate. I do appreciate you bringing me on to roast me a little bit over it rather than telling me ahead of time so I can fix it. So I, I, I do appreciate that. That's a, that's, a power, that's a power move, and I respect power moves. We like to have fun over here. So if, you know, anytime you want to come back on the podcast and uh, we'd love to have you and just, you know, shoot the shit. So we'd love to have you on again. Awesome, man. It's been a great time. Sorry to cut it short, but um, duty calls and um, wish you guys the best. Christian, I'm sure I'll see you out there on the competition floor pretty soon. So good luck at the training for next season. Absolutely. Thank you very much, man. All right. All right. There he was. J-Lo, Justin from the block. Wonder what J-Lo thinks of the other J-Lo going back with Ben Affleck now, leaving A-Rod. I wonder what J-Lo thinks. What do you think he thinks? I, I mean, they, I share, like they, the... share, they share a name, J-Lo, J, you know, wonder, wonder what Justin from the block thinks. Yeah, yeah. We'll you like that know. old school, you like that old school <laughs> reference I'm going? Jenny from the block, Justin from the block. You, you got me? I do, I me? do. That was good, that was good. My favorite J-Lo song is with uh, Ja Rule. You know that, remember that song? Um, the, the way you do, do the, uh, the smile. Uh, yeah. That's yours? Uh, 
Yeah, 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 that one. Mine, that one. mine is mine is probably Jenny from the Block featuring Jada. Hey, Christian, we Jada love Kiss. a good feature. We love. <laughs> you don't know we who love that a is, good. <laughs> we love a good featuring. We love a good featuring, don't we? Huh? We do. We do. <laughs> we do. There's going to be some uh, future features with MFLH coming soon, so y'all be ready. You still there, bro? You okay? I'm you still quiet. here. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> you got. You got. You, uh, are we still battery. on? Or we're on, bro. We're live as we're live as all get out. <laughs> I mean, you're you're making it good. The awkwardness is good. Lean into it. Lean into it. <laughs> um, so, well, all right, let's get, in the background. Let's yeah, we have a we have a guest for you, uh, but we'll bring him on after we're we're done. Um, yeah, it's my team behind me. You know, my whole team, my operational team that helps me put on this podcast. But uh, anyways, if you train hard enough this year, you might you might get one of these. All right, you might want to get one of these medals here. Well, hopefully, uh, some of these sanctional events step their uh, step their swag purse up a little bit. You, you, well, you just got to be more strategic on which one you show up to this year. That's all. Yeah, I'll Maybe tell you, you what. Your... It's the first time. It's the first time in my ten years that I've been on the podium and not received anything. That was something. Move fast. That's pretty live, crazy. Move fast. Live heavy. Remember that. Yeah. That too. <laughs> you gotta go to the you gotta go to the right one so you get yourself a championship belt you know yeah get you one yeah. of those wwe crossfit championship belts <laughs> uh well this was a shorter one you got anything about training what what's the what's our next cycle gonna look like how are you gonna destroy yeah. us the next four weeks it's funny i was just thinking about that um so we're actually on the tail end of our current cycle um so, you know, if you've been on the program, you've been doing a lot of weightlifting um, for the past 10 weeks. We're going on week 11 of this cycle. Again, one more week to follow. And then we're going to start uh, really ramping up for the season ahead. Um, had an opportunity to throw down with some potential team members this past weekend. Um, so you guys will get to uh, experience some of those workouts for yourselves in the programming this upcoming week. If you don't have, um, you know, another three people to do any team stuff with, you'll see some individual versions of that stuff thrown in there. Um, but training moving forward again, two more weeks, this new cycle, you're going to see a lot more EMOMs um, in terms of our weightlifting. So snatching, clean and jerks, squats, a lot of that kind of stuff will be more under a time clock as opposed to just getting it done and resting as needed between. Um, and you'll see a lot more um, of our AM sessions be combined with multiple movements um, as well as some gymnastics work being thrown into the mix as it's like own standalone pieces. Yeah, had myself a little row sandbag ski today. That was nice to throw the sandbag in there on the AM session. Yeah, so the so the newer uh, cycle is going to be a lot more stuff like that. All right, yeah. cool. All right, bro. Well, hang around after I let you go here, but uh, anything else you got to say to the people of the universe before you leave? That's all I got for today. Just continue to work hard, stay humble, and be nice out there. 
All right, there you go. You heard it, folks. Uh, also, calf raises. We're going to be doing some calf raises to get some Christian uh, Harris calves, or is that going to be in the cycle coming up? That'll probably be in the pump template. Ooh, the pump track. Ooh, be ready, people. Be ready. All right. Nice beanie. See you later. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Bye. All right, folks. That was Christian Harris, founder of Mufas Lift Heavy, co-host of the pod, who helped us bring on our guest from Morning Chalk Up, Justin Rofranco, founder of Morning Chalk Up, spent his last two months in Rome, chowing down on some pasta. Make sure you uh, go on uh, at Morning Chalk Up Instagram, comment on every post that they put out the past week, declaring, proclaiming, demanding that they put MFLH as the number one podcast in all of CrossFit. So uh, yeah, after you complete that assignment, go to movefastlifthevy.com, buy all our merch, sign up for the training uh, program, and uh, yeah, have yourself a great day. Joe Roscoe here, signing off. My name is Christian Harris. I'm a CrossFit athlete, coach, trainer, and founder of Move Fast Lieutenant. MFLH has always been more than just apparel. It's a way to train, it's a lifestyle to live, and now we've leveled up that mantra by creating our online training platform. Move Fast Lieutenant now provides personal online programming. Programming can be done either in a gym, with a garage gym set up, or even from the comfort of your own home with a dumbbell or even at body weight. This isn't just your typical workout block. You'll have unlimited access to our coaching staff to ask questions and submit technique videos. MFLH has always been more than just an apparel line. Now you can be a part of the team. Click the link to get started and let's get to work. Christian After Hours Surprise, new segment to the uh, podcast, <laughs> hashtag After Hours. If you're still listening, what's up? We're still here on the YouTube and on any podcast platform that you listen to your podcast. So, hey. uh, so hashtag After Hours, new segment. Christian didn't even know about it, but I wanted to come on because I was debating. I was like, should I play the video or should I like not play it this time? Because Christian has said his words about it, but I was like, I'm going to play the video. <laughs> so um yeah so you, you tortured think? me and made me have to watch it again hey everyone after you leave your comments to morning chalk up about making us the number one podcast in crossfit also comment to christian about how well of a speaker he is how good he looks talking about his programming and that we love the video the video is great <laughs> no i can't deal with it no <laughs> We got we to gotta redo. All right, redoing it. Less words, more action, less talking. I got it. We're, we're down. We got it. Got to put words on the screen, too. You got for it. For uh, hearing impaired listeners. You got it. You got it. Got it. Oh, oh it's, our, also uh, good on the, it's also good on the gram if they have their phones muted. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a version of that. I made that, remember? There's one with subtitles on it. We have that. I don't like it. I don't like it. All right, we'll do it over. I don't want to lose my job, so I'll hurry up and, and redo it. All right, I'll, I'll talk to you later again. This concludes hashtag after hours uh, from the podcast. Goodbye again. <laughs>